You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. So you think you've got what it takes to join the Alliance. Can you say the same thing when you're pitted against the Emperor's legions of stormtroopers, led by his Sith Enforcer Darth Vader? Mind you, this is the Empire that wiped out the Jedi Order and took over the Republic in a near-perfect coup. The course you will take is a dangerous one, and we are vastly outnumbered. We need beings of courage, intelligence, and strength of will. Commanders Michael Cohen and Matthew Frankie are waiting to debrief you. As veterans of the Clone Wars, they are some of the best. They even survived the Jedi Purge. You are fighting for freedom and hope now. So go on, get moving. Oh, and Rookie. Welcome to the Rebellion. Hello, and welcome back to the Rebels Podcast. Uh, this is our fifth episode for season one of Lego Star Wars: The Freemaker Adventures. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky. Hey, what's happening, Mike, and everybody else? Thanks for uh, joining us here, making us part of your day, yeah. Mike. I'm rested. I'm back from vacation. Yes. Uh, I'm ready to talk some uh, some Star Wars news and some Freemakers huh. today. So yeah. Forward well, to it. yeah. I mean, you took yeah. vacation at uh, the best slash worst possible time. Um, best <laughs> for you, I think. Worst for for covering yeah. the the Star Wars stuff. But um, while you yeah. were gone, uh, there yeah. were a couple of little events. I uh, you know Just Star Wars Celebration yeah. Europe uh, in London and uh, San Diego Comic Con. Not. I was down there, actually. Yeah, you were in San Diego, but not at Comic-Con. Uh, but I kind of stayed away from Comic-Con, <laughs> yeah. Other things going on, yeah. What were you going to say, um, though, Well, you know, not a lot at Comic-Con. Not a ton of Star Wars. Yeah, stuff. I was going to say, we you can we can talk about Comic-Con news now, because there really wasn't yeah. anything there. There's nothing. Like, nada. And I can understand it because of Celebration. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, there was yeah, still a little bit of collecting news. Uh, there's yeah, going to be a Hera action figure, a, a Black Series figure, which is going to look really good right alongside uh, Kanan and Ahsoka. And I believe Sabine was already, like, previously um, announced, uh, Season right. 2 Sabine. So um, that's all that's all good and everything. And, and Jaina Solo's getting a black series figure. That was the fan choice, but really I think like that was about it. There was a, there was oh, a few yeah. more yeah. looks at some costumes and stuff like that from rogue one. But for the most part, it was, um, radio silence because <laughs> everything, everything came out at star Wars celebration as it should, you know, that's where, Oh, That's where sure. Star yeah. Wars fans are. That's what Star Wars Celebration is all about. So um, why don't we jump into some Celebration news? Uh, yeah, we weren't... I think we talked, yeah. Mike, we weren't going to break out everything. No. Just probably the things... Obviously, that are great for us is we'll talk about the Rebels 
um, stuff going on there, yeah, and sure. maybe a little Rogue One. And I'll just say, like off the bat, I'll get your take on this too, Mike. I don't, I don't know if I'm spoiled or if I'm just being too, um, just over myself. I'm being a little too harsh. I was kind of not necessarily disappointed about Celebration, but I think my expectations went over what they should be, you know, because yeah. I was expecting to get a lot more. Like, you know, we were going into this, everybody's talking about a trailer, you know, maybe a, a title for episode eight, maybe some even some footage. Yeah. They were talking about, you know, another standalone series being um, announced uh, and, and just all kinds of stuff. And we really didn't get that much. And I don't know, it's because like the Europe thing, I didn't realize it's only three days. So it's not as big as an, as the States yeah. um, celebration. And maybe last year we were there. It was just like it seemed every day was a huge day, yeah. right? Like starting off with Thursday with the bomb. And I don't know. This one, it just seemed like maybe I guess if you were there, everybody had a great time. and It was a lot of great stuff. But being over here and, and I watched a lot of the panels on YouTube. Yeah. Um, I just I don't know. I don't know what it is this time. I mean, the panels are entertaining, but but to be honest, they don't really give you much at all. Yeah, you know, um, I, I, you know I, I mean? think one of the problems is that Lucasfilm uh, and Disney have figured out how they want to dispense information. And because they've figured that out, they've got that down to a science, it means mm-hmm. that basically we just don't get anything um, yeah. uh, until they want us to get it. And... You know, on the one hand, I'm fine with that because it means that, you know, we're not spoiled um, when we go to the theater, which is what happened with, with uh, uh, The Force Awakens. I think that we all managed to make it to the theater having some idea of what the story was, but not knowing the whole thing and being very surprised. Um, I actually just saw Star Trek Beyond last night, and I think that J.J. Abrams managed to take what he learned on Star Wars... Um, and as an executive producer on Star Trek Beyond, managed to relay those those uh, lessons to uh, to Paramount and uh, and the crew making Star Trek Beyond, and and allowed them to keep that movie fairly under wraps um, because the movie itself is actually like the the trailers aren't aren't. They don't misrepresent it like the trailers for Into Darkness did, but they don't. The trailers certainly don't give away the whole story. Um, they right. introduce you to some characters. They sort of set a bit of a stage and give you an idea of what's going to happen. But really, the movie was very different from what I was expecting, um, and and I thought really really good. So um, I think we're getting the same sort of thing with with Star Wars with Rogue One, and and obviously it's a little bit less with Rebels. But what I will say that is very interesting, and we'll actually probably focus on this next week because I don't expect to get a lot of news in the next in the next seven days. Um, of course, now that I've said that, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, this week we're going to talk about Rogue One a little bit, and then we're really going to focus on that Rebels trailer. But next week we're gonna we're gonna talk about um, some of the Clone Wars stuff that came out of star Wars celebration and much like celebration last year, uh, there, there were a lot of stories that went untold because of the way that the clone wars was, was canceled. Um, and as such, you know, these stories keep coming out and, and, uh, more, we're learning more and more. We learned actually quite a lot about Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me. Oh, there you go. Um, bless you, bless you. And uh, and so I think that there's a lot for us to unpack 
um, being that we are, you know, we're the Rebels podcast, but first, first, I don't know if I would say foremost, we, we were Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. So there's a lot to talk about there, and it's actually a lot of information that informs the character yeah, for sure. in Star Wars Rebels. So, so we're definitely going to touch on that stuff. Don't worry if you don't hear about it this week. Um, we're we're going to get into it, but I think that talking about that Ahsoka stuff is going to be a full episode's worth of discussion, um, mm-hmm. and I want to give that the time it needs. Um, for us to go through that it sounds like fine. yeah but this yes. other stuff's a little bit more topical it's a little bit more timely so um let's talk let's talk first about rogue one and let's see if the save the good stuff for for last mm-hmm. um so rogue one we got a new uh story reel it's actually very similar to the reel that we got at comic-con last year for the force awakens um a lot of behind mm-hmm. the scenes not a lot more story although like here's the thing with with rogue one uh we already know the story <laughs> we basically already <laughs> know what's going to happen yeah. um the big reveals were uh that we learned a little bit more about a few of the characters um we learned i uh, we learned exactly who um uh, mads mickelson will be playing and uh, mm-hmm. that is uh, uh galen urso uh jen urso's father um, and that he's a bit of a, he's a scientist of some kind, um, more than likely. I mean, I would, I would have to imagine he's one of the architects of the Death Star. Um, yes. And, uh, and I know that that's going to ruffle some feathers in the, in the canon community because they're going to go, the Geonosians designed the Death Star. Uh, that's not the whole story. Hey, right? didn't they just build it? So, so here's as, as far it. as far as I understand it, this is the way that it works. The Geonosians are manufacturers, right? But the plans to the Death Star may not have originated with them. Just because they gave the plans to the Death Star to Count Dooku right. doesn't mean yeah. that that's where the plans for the Death Star came from. And I think that the most important piece of that battle station is the super laser and i could i can foresee a story in which um the geonosians designed and architected the superstructure and everything else for the death star but that that super laser was the result of of galen urso and and some other uh imperial architects uh, potentially, yeah. um, uh, like I, I think that that's that's totally within the realm of plausibility. It doesn't break any continuity. It doesn't change anything. It just flushes it out because really, I uh, we don't know that much about where those plans came from unless you're going to start getting into expanded universe stuff. And I'm not even sure if that really gets into it all that much. So, so yeah, that th- there's a little bit of revelation coming through that. Um, it's adding a little another layer to the motivation of Jen Erso's character. Um, we learned a little bit more about K two S O. Yeah, mm-hmm. I believe that's his Alan, name. T- Alan Tudyk's yeah, Alan character, Tudyk's character yeah. who is very quickly becoming my favorite character in this in Rogue One. Um, the little <laughs> yeah. clip that we got to see of him looks very fun. He looks like he's oh, going to yeah. be. He looks like he's very inspired by H K forty seven from mm-hmm. uh from the old republic from yeah. from knights of the old republic so um 
I, that that's exciting to me. I I, I like I'm I'm excited to see a, a droid character that's a little bit different. Um, and uh, and and we got the biggest reveal of them all that Darth Vader himself is confirmed and will be in Rogue One like that like official mm-hmm. official official confirmation. So we kind of already knew that. You know, yeah, right. But um, right. the biggest part of that is that James Earl Jones will be returning as the voice of Darth Vader, which of course he would. Why wouldn't he, right? I mean, if he's going <laughs> to do it for Star he's Wars Rebels. Rebels, yeah, of course he's going to do it for Rogue One. So, I uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. What was there anything else that you pulled out of that uh, that was really yeah. exciting? Yeah, I watching the reel. It was it was great. You know, I was kind of bummed because like, man, I wish I was watching the trailer right now, but. It has some great stuff in it. I mean, the, here's the thing, Mike. They, we got the those rumors that spread pretty quick and quickly got debunked about, you know, the problems and the reshoots yes. and the director. And, and um, so here's the thing, uh, Gail, or Gareth Edwards was there at the panel, so everything's great, right? He yeah. didn't. He didn't. They didn't. They didn't pull a Josh Trank on us. Yeah, so yeah, everything's yeah. everything must be cool, right? Because he's there. And the shots that they showed, they really. I mean, they're 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 giving you the war vibe. This is kind of what they're showing off. Like, hey, in case anybody forgot, uh, the, this Rhea really kind of conveyed that the way. And it, they set up a lot of these tracking shots. They showed them that you know always on the tracks going. Yeah. Like a lot of war films do, they get right in your face and they follow you through a series of whatever adventure or whatever problem or danger you're going through. And you can see that in in the way they were filming this and some of the shots in this reel. So that was kind of cool to see that. And a lot a lot of these shots and they showed a lot of explosions and it looked like it would come straight from, you know, like a war movie you'd see here, um, like Black Hawk Down or something like that. So I got definitely got that vibe. And uh, some of the shots, you know, like mm-hmm. a lot of people thought they saw like Bale Organa in some of these and Tarkin yep. and and stuff like that. So. It's going to be, and one of the greatest, it kind of like blew me away a little bit. Like, whoa, there's a shot of Jin running with the data tapes. I mean, come on, what else could that be, right? Yeah. So, you know, you're like, whoa, they're they're just kind of showing us things. So I'm pretty excited about this, even though this is considered like a prequel and we kind of know where it's going. I mean, there's a ton of characters in here, Mike, that what's going to happen to them after this? Because obviously we don't see any of these in in star wars so what is going to happen to this band i mean are we going to see a lot of these people go we did there was a huge spoiler about somebody dying and i won't say who uh, in the panel which um like i said the panel was entertaining but not a lot of information it was just kind of like a bunch of funny stories and they really didn't give you much so it was fine but there was a huge spoiler that came out of there about a certain character dying and we won't even get into that but Overall, um, I thought that I thought the the panel was fine, and so, and the and the visual stuff and the images were, were pretty yeah. good. I'm really excited about this. I mean, I'm just excited for this as I was for uh, the Force Awakens yeah. because, like they said, like you said, Mike, they confirmed Vader. They said that he's not necessarily going to be in it a lot, but he'll have a couple scenes and then a really pivotal scene. Uh, I can't remember the exact verbiage they used, but there's a certain scene that's going to be like a high impact scene. So I don't know what that is. My wish is, gosh, I want to see some force power. I want to see him do something crazy. I mean, come on. Everybody wants to see that. Give the fans what they want. I don't know if they're going to do that. Yeah. But that's what I want to see. Um, so we got that confirmation, which is great. 
the, here's the thing like episode eight is what i'm most hyped for because seven laid the groundwork now eight we're going to get some crazy lightsaber action luke's going to be in this thing doing his thing and kylo's going to be yeah. a little bit stronger i can't wait for that but i'm pretty hyped up for this rogue one so um that scissor wheel was great although i wanted the trailer so that's all i can say yeah. so i wanted the but scissor wheel was cool look i i'm really excited for rogue one I, I like I, I don't want to I don't want to downplay that at all. I am so excited. It is the most anticipated movie of the year for me. Um, I mean, obviously, it's a Star Wars movie, right? There's really right. not anything else I need to say <laughs> about that. Yeah. Um, I am super excited for it, but nothing compares to the excitement for Episode Eight because yeah. oh no no like you know we, we waited that whole movie to see luke skywalker <laughs> and he shows up yeah. in the last wow. couple shots yeah. um and episode eight as as the, just to kind of briefly touch on that because we didn't get a lot of information but ryan johnson did reveal um episode eight will pick up right where episode seven left off which is a yeah. first for star wars um wow. I know a couple of people who are going to be annoyed by that. Uh, I, some of some of them might be uh, geeks who are fairly loud, um, who like to geek out loud, if you will. Uh, really? Yeah, I think Steve's going to have an issue with that. He had an issue with, um, with you know, the last shot in the Force Awakens, how it mm-hmm. it's like that sort of rotating helicopter shot or right. drone shot, however they got that. Um, yeah. Traditionally, Star Wars ends on a tableau, right? It ends on on a, a long range, uh, shot of like a group, right? Right. The Force Awakens right. does not end that way. Now, I I personally don't care. Um, I understand that stylistically, that's something that George Lucas liked to do. I, it's not what J.J. Abrams wanted to do. I totally, I totally understand that. On the same vein, uh, Ryan Johnson, when he, he talked about it, when he read the script for The Force Awakens in preparation for Episode Eight, he basically said, like, I want to know what happens next. You know, we're so used to, in Star Wars, there being, like, this gap, and then we're going to have to fill in the blanks, right? Um, right. But but I'm actually like you know, Star Wars isn't going anywhere. This is not going to be two more saga movies and then we're done. I I'm gonna go ahead and tell you everybody right now what is going to happen is we are going to get eight and nine, okay? That is going to wrap up that part of the story. This mm-hmm. whole thing with Ray, the mystery of Ray, and the conflict with Kylo Ren, it's gonna get wrapped up. Right, and then they're going to let us know at a Star Wars celebration or a Comic Con or something that ten, eleven, twelve will feature the same characters. It will mm-hmm. also feature a whole new cast of characters, right? It'll be right. another trilogy. They might wait a couple of years, like they might they might give it a little bit more time, but like who knows? Because we're talking about we're talking about like twenty twenty. Right? Like, we're talking about a long time from now. I mean, that's four right. years. That's not that long in movie in movie talk. But we're talking about, you know, a lot can happen between now and then in terms of what stories they want to tell, what movies they get lined up, and what's going to happen. But 
I I do think that we're going to get 10, 11, 12, and we're going to get the and Ray is going to be in them, and Finn is going to be in them, and Poe is going to be in them. Whether or not those characters are in the same place that they are when we leave them will be <laughs> up, up for debate, but like like the Disney and Lucasfilm know. They know. Look at what they've done with Marvel and you can see what they're going to do with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are Dude, they we're are on a third Spider-Man yeah, reboot. They are you know I mean? releasing yeah. three Marvel movies a year now. Okay? Like mm-hmm. like next year there will be three Marvel movies. Yes, one of them is also technically being done by Sony, but it is part of the Marvel continuity. Right, right, the Marvel Studios continuity. So, you know, like like that's where that is the future that we have to look forward to. It took them eight years to get to that point from two thousand and eight until now, but it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen, and people need to be prepared for that. And Dave Filoni said some things at Celebration that allude to something that I've been saying for a while which is that live action is not the only avenue that they will explore to tell some of these stories. And I do think that the thing that he will do after Star Wars Rebels wraps up in a few more years is a movie. And I mm-hmm. think that movie is going to be Ahsoka. I, I, like, I, I, think yeah. that, I think that there's still a story to tell, and I think that that story is going to take place after Star Wars Rebels. So um, that's all my other tertiary Star Wars celebration uh, speculation and thoughts. Um, do you yeah. want to get into Star Wars Rebels season three? Yeah, be- before we do that, Sorry, I'll just say real season quick. Four? Um, season, season four. four. Yeah, no. no. Let me let me say this. Yeah. As far as episode eight, and that I can totally get why Ryan Johnson would want to know because I felt yeah. the same thing walking yeah. out of that theater for the first time. Like, holy crap! What did he just? What's he gonna say? So of course, you, I can understand starting right there because you want to. Want to hear the first thing that Luke says to Ray? Yeah. Like, what's going on? Yeah. So, so like, he, yeah. here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say to people out there that that are on the same side that Steve is on. And I don't know if that's still his position. That was his position pretty, pretty soon after the Force Awakens was released. Um, that shot that you were used to seeing at the end of a Star Wars movie is in the movie. Okay, the movie technically ends. I think The Force Awakens ends yeah. when Leia says, may the Force be with you. Yeah. And then Rey gets it's on the Falcon. Yeah. She, that her and Chewie, like she's flipping, flicking stuff on, and then Chewie reaches over her, just like he does to Han, in, in A New Hope and in Empire and in Return of the Jedi, right? Like, it's, it's the... Well, I don't know if he does it in Jedi, because we don't really see them on board the Falcon. But... It's that thing, like it, it. It's in there for a reason. Like it, it, it shows you that like Ray is the new owner of the Millennium Falcon, and Chewie is there as her co-pilot. You get that shot, and then it goes to the shot of everybody, like the whole Resistance, right. saying farewell. And you've got Leia and Poe and three PO and R two in the middle, and that's the end of the movie. The fact that we get the journey to to Akto and and the reveal of Luke Skywalker that is a bonus. That is the after credit sequence. It's I was just, just going to say that. It's just That's the Marvel post credit scene, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And and it is. I wouldn't be surprised if it was actually planned that way, and then they changed their minds. Um, mm-hmm. But it is the beginning of Episode Eight, right? right? 
Like, that's the beginning of episode eight. So if you need to cognitively reframe it that way, you can. Um, but, but for like, it works for me. I like it. I love the end of The Force Awakens. It's one of my favorite parts of the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. From, no. from, from the moment that the, the sun collapses to that last shot of Luke Skywalker, like, it's all just gold. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, I would have been fine. I, 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 I wouldn't care if it jumped a year ahead in the next story because they yeah. would have explained it in a crawl or some kind of a way in the story. But them starting it right after is is great too. So uh, yeah. that's going to be cool. So, um, well, before we get into Freemakers, of course, the Rebels podcast here, we got to yeah. talk about the Rebel stuff, which I think, gotta. Mike, Mike, I think the Rebel stuff might have trumped everything else that happened. Do you think, yeah. It absolutely did. I mean, what we're about to talk about in terms of season three of Star Wars Rebels is so far beyond any other news that was revealed over the course of Star Wars Celebration. Um, Mm -hmm. There are about three things that that we know are coming um, that are revealed in, in this trailer that change... The face of Star Wars, and uh, and are going to have really big impacts on the way that things turn out. So, you know, I mean, like like we we have talked about it. We talked about it in the last episode, and 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 uh, and I was right. Uh, I'm always right about these things. <laughs> uh, but you know, we got all yeah. these new. We talked about it. We get all these new character models. Um, yeah. Everybody's looking good. Ezra's looking good. Kanan's looking good. Um, Sabine is looking more or less the same, but uh, uh, Hera's a little bit changed up. Zeb's a little bit changed up. The most yeah. noticeable characters are Kanan and Ezra, obviously. Right. Um, and uh, and there's some really interesting things to be inferred based on their physical appearances. Uh, we know that Darth Maul is making a return in a big bad way in season three, and he's going to be. Um, I think he's going to be a presence much like Ahsoka was a presence in season two, um, for better or worse. And uh, Rex is still kicking around for now, um, and uh, and and we've just got so much going on. But man, the biggest the biggest part, I uh, and I am of two minds. I am conflicted. I knew I knew, knew you were going to say listeners, that. <laughs> long time yeah. listeners will know. I know, but, yeah. um, but I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I, I if I, I'm, I'm nothing if not honest with our listeners. I, I got chills all up and down my body hmm. when they revealed Grand Admiral Thrawn yeah. is coming to Star Wars Rebels. Uh, this is possibly the biggest Star Wars news since the announcement. Of seven, eight, and nine, I think for a lot of fans, mm-hmm. I I really do think that that um, a lot of people mourned the expanded universe. I'm not one of those people. I mean, uh, no, I didn't either. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. It still exists. You can still go back and read those books. It is one of many possible futures, um, as Yoda said. Always in motion is the future. So you know it. it 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 changes and uh, I I the the canon can change and that's always been true of Star Wars, um, but bringing Grand Admiral Thrawn into Star Wars Rebels gives the character an authenticity and 
and uh, a, a status that he wasn't previously afforded. And I think that a lot of fans are really excited about that. I totally understand why. Um, I have my misgivings about the way that Thrawn works in the 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 Timothy Zahn trilogy and in the Heir to the Empire trilogy. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that I hate the character of Thrawn. I hate the way that he was characterized in that. I don't think that the way that he was characterized in in the Heir to the Empire story um, is necessarily everything that everybody talks about it being. That said, putting this character in the hands of a, of a, of a showrunner like Dave Filoni... Now Grand Admiral Thrawn is going to be the character everybody talks about him being. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, the way this character is going to unfold over the course of season three is going to justify everybody's fervor for for Thrawn. And and so, yes, I have things to say about Thrawn in his previous incarnations. Um, and and you can go back and you can listen to all sorts <laughs> of episodes to hear me talk about Thrawn, but in Star Wars Rebels, I, th- I think that he's going to be um, exactly what we need. Exactly what we need. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rebels need a threat, right? Uh, we got a bit of that in Season 2, but there was also a big chunk of Season 2 where that threat wasn't apparent, um, and, it, and it really made Season 2 drag in the middle there. Yeah. Um, I think they can correct that in season three with Thrawn, and when you put together the one-two punch of Grand Admiral Thrawn and Darth Maul, uh, I I just you know I've been saying this season three is where this show's gonna take a real turn. Mm-hmm. Um, it's where Clone Wars took a turn, and and I think that that you know now that we know these characters, now that they have been around for a while, we're comfortable. It's time to shake things up. It's mm-hmm. time to start challenging some of those ideas, and uh, all that all that groundwork with Ezra is gonna finally start to to bear fruit. And uh, I'm uh, I am so excited. I'm yeah. so excited. So yeah. there's that. There's uh, we got Mando's coming in. I uh, we got we got Sabine getting her jetpack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and man, that reveal of of Sabine with the dark saber. Yeah, dark saber. Wow. You know, like w- there's there's some really cool stuff. There's some really great stories to tell. I really hope that what we have seen is not the first three or four episodes of the season, and then everything else is filler, as has happened in previous years with both Clone Wars and Rebels. Um, or that it's not, you know, like like two storylines out of six storylines. Um, and I'm really, really hoping that we will get arcs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the one thing that Clone Wars did really well that, that Rebels hasn't followed through on. And that is that, you know, I, I, Clone Wars from Season 3 onward, from that halfway point in Season 3, it's, it's not about individual episodes it's about mini movies right like they they make these four episode arcs three or four episode arcs that that can each be taken sort of as as complete stories 
and digested in that way. And uh, and that's really missing from Star Wars Rebels. It, it's far too episodic. It's far too clunky in that way. And I really think they need to bring that back. So I'm really hoping that that's what we're going to see. So we're going to see, you know, we're going to come back at the beginning of the season. At the beginning of the season, we're going to get this arc about the Y-Wings. Mm-hmm. And that's going to maybe tease us with some Thrawn right at the end. And then we're going to get the arc about the Mandalorian. And then we're going to get the arc about Darth Maul. And then we're going to get this arc where Grand Admiral Thrawn's going to come in and, and be a real uh, problem for our heroes. And in between, we might get some other stuff. Um, it looks like there's a storyline with battle droids. Um, there's all sorts of things in this trailer. Uh, there is one thing that I picked up on that I have not heard anybody else talk about. And, and I don't know, maybe it's just I'm j- maybe I'm just not in the right parts of the community. But Fulcrum is back, which is a very confusing thing because we know that Fulcrum was Ahsoka. So, yeah. But along with that Fulcrum logo, we get a voice. Yes. And that voice... Look, you guys can take this to the bank, Okay. Because the the voice is overlaid, like it it plays at the same time that we see the fulcrum insignia come up on that hologram. I am telling you right now that Agent Callus is the new fulcrum. Ah, that that is the result of the storyline between him and Zeb. Callus mm-hmm. has had a change of heart, and he is going to start feeding information to the rebels. I'm telling you right now that that's where this is going. I think, yeah, so, for sure. Uh, Interesting. You know, we I think we finished up last season, and I think that's one of the things that everybody forgot about. That It's that thread that everybody ignored because we were all so concerned with Darth Maul and Darth Vader and Ahsoka and these characters from the Clone Wars when Dave Filoni, the sneaky, sneaky cowboy hat-wearing devil that he is, I uh, he planted this seed right under our noses and none of us paid any attention. <laughs> I mean like I shouldn't say that. Matt, you and I, we talked about it. We mm. talked about it. Yeah. But but I don't think that the the fandom as a whole is talking about what what is going to happen with Agent Callus and and that I'm telling you right now, I'm calling it. Agent Callus is the new fulcrum and he's gonna, he's going to be feeding that information to to the rebels to our rebel cell and it's going to be big it's going to be a huge huge part of season three yeah there's no doubt that he is he you know just from what happened with him and zeb i mm-hmm. and that last scene of him that sitting on the shot. bed yeah there's yeah. no doubt in my mind and i thought you were going in another direction because when you said fulcrum in the in the in the panel yeah uh, the very first thing that that dave flynn talked about was uh, Ahsoka, he basically said Ahsoka's coming back. He said, yes. you, you haven't seen the last of her. In what way, we don't know. So at first I thought you were going with the fulcrum and maybe Ahsoka's coming back in some way. But but no, I, I that's even a better thing to go with Kallus because we knew yeah. Kallus was going to come back and, and probably help. But um, well, I, 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 don't I, don't, I don't think that Ahsoka is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, hashtag Ahsoka lives continues. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I, I do think that she's going to come back. I don't think she's ever going to come back in Star Wars Rebels. I think her part to play in that story has has come to a close. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I do think that there's still one more story to tell with Ahsoka. Yeah. With Ahsoka Tano. Um, And I think that that story might take place sometime after Return of the Jedi. And mm-hmm. and and I think that, that that story is going to be an animated story. And I think that story might end up filling in some of the blanks with what happened with Luke Skywalker and where he went. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's funny that I kind of... And I, I kind of had a problem with the way they ended because I thought, you know, Dave Filoni talked about how him and George mm-hmm. have been, you know, fleshing this character for the last 10 years. Yeah. To get to this point and i can understand that this is kind of like his it is it's kind of like his baby and he, he i don't know if he wanted to get rid of get rid of her yet and and this goes back to what you were talking about earlier about her getting not maybe in her own movie but maybe her own um animated uh one-off or something like that who knows yeah. you know what i mean like i think he wants to f- finish this out and he loves his character so much that that's why he didn't kill her off in this particular series or maybe there's some way or like you said, like going back into the Return of the Jedi type type area. So, um, yeah, I kind of gave him a hard time for that because I thought they kind of wimped out on that. But uh, maybe there's more to it than we know. Maybe there's stuff that was planned a long time ago, and this is just where it was, uh, where I had to go for this. Like you said, for Rebels, she's done, but maybe we'll see her again. Um, man, you, you brought up so many good things. I mean, all the people that we saw. Here's another thing. You talked about the trailer. And we've talked about this for the last couple of years about these trailers, about how I think they're doing it again, where they're showing us this trailer is just about the first five or four episodes. You know what I'm saying? I think it is because I don't know if you heard this, Mike, but it's been confirmed that um, Admiral Thrawn appears in the very first episode. Okay. He's, he's They get right to him right away. Okay. And I believe the Bendu is in the second episode. Now, I think this is coming from somebody who saw the first couple of episodes mm-hmm. and I'm like 99% sure that because I've listened to a ton of podcasts and read a lot of stuff and I'm 99% sure that Thrawn is, is in the show right away. So okay, so that's why I'm thinking maybe they're doing this. Remember we talked about this before about how last year that trailer was all about that first two episodes almost. You know what I mean? Maybe a couple, yep, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they could be doing that again with with this trailer and just a ton of. I mean, look at like you said, you got Ezra, Kane, and Sabine, Rex, Mandos, Tarkin, Sham, Maul, Hondo, the Dark Saber, Thrawn, the Bendu. I mean, all this stuff crammed yeah. into this trailer. Yeah. And uh, a wedge. You got wedge is coming in. So oh we, yeah, wedge. Yeah. I totally. Everybody that? forgets about wedge in that trailer, but yeah, wedge is there, and that is going to be awesome. We get to his, get the, yeah. the the origin story of Wedge Antilles is gonna be so astoundingly awesome. I can't wait. Finally getting that. I can't wait. All the Wedge fans, there's plenty yeah. of Wedge fans out yeah. there. So we got that coming. Uh, it's just yeah, it's just. And here's the thing, you talked about how season three Mike is gonna be a change, and and you're exactly yeah. right because here's what I think, and here's what it looks like in this trailer. It's almost like the, uh, the Empire Strikes Back, right? Like the Rebels, the first two seasons have been gaining ground right gaining uh some some help and season three is where this empire strikes back vibe comes in here's here comes the empire and here comes tarkin and here comes thrawn and they're going to beat down these rebels for a while and even maybe maul because it looks like ezra and kanan are going to be off doing their thing yeah and the rebels might be taking a hit this season mike like you said i think this is going to be the rise like the rise of the the Empire fighting back a little bit. And that's why they're bringing in, obviously, Thrawn, because he has this yeah. great knowledge. I think I, 
I think it's safe to say that there's a very good chance that one of our rebels, one of the one of the key family members, mm-hmm. is not going to make it out of this season. Yeah. I don't know who that's going to be. Uh, I think that the smart money would be on Kanan. I think those would be your best odds. Um, that that character is all about self-sacrifice. Um, we saw that at the end of season one. We saw it at the end of season two. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's going to happen sooner or later. They, like Kanan will die before the series is out, and he will die saving the rest of the, the team, mm-hmm. the rest of the Ghost crew. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that'll happen this season or not, but I feel like this season needs to end on something that's going to really raise the stakes moving into into season uh, four. Mm-hmm. And then I think season four and then season five being the last season. Yeah, um, yeah I, 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 think, I, I think they need to do that at some point. I don't know if season three will be the right time, but the tone of the series is going to change. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that if you want that Empire Strikes Back ending... That's what you got to do. Yeah, that's how you got to do it. So yeah, you, you know, you bring in Thrawn in, they announced a new Thrawn book, and they even brought in Timothy Zahn to help um, collaborate on the character in Rebels, which is kind of cool to see him kind of be involved in it. And you know, the same look and everything. They got Mads Mikkelsen's brother to do the voice, which is kind of crazy. Like they got Star Wars in the family now. Um, I can't remember his name, but it, it's Mikkelsen's brother, which is crazy to think. Um, yeah. So, like, yeah, Admiral Thrawn looks great. Um, like, I wasn't huge into the EU. I read those books, obviously, and I thought it was they were great, and I, I personally enjoyed them. But uh, I'm looking forward to Thrawn. I'm, I'm more looking forward to seeing what happens with Kane and Ezra and and Maul because Ezra is taking this. It seems like he's taking a huge leap into ability, and he even says in the trailer he's talking about um, he wants to be more powerful I think he says I, I, not quoting it word for word but he talks about becoming more powerful and he definitely shows a lot of skill in, in that first clip we saw uh, that came out a couple of days ago or a week ago or something like that so really interested to see where, where that's going because that is some pretty cool stuff and uh, yeah. we could do some like you said maybe some dark stuff coming up in here so I, I kind of enjoy that so yeah it's going to be a, it looks like a crazy wild season a lot of great new characters and of course hondo's there of course and baz morgan and all them or they'll they'll be sprinkled in episodes and they're always great as well uh especially hondo he's one of the favorites so well yeah uh, i mean great you can't stuff. go wrong with hondo yeah so yeah definitely some great stuff coming out of um out of that celebration as far as rebels concerned like we talked about earlier it, it kind of stole the show for me so uh good stuff and like i said we'll talk about the rebels panel and the rebel stuff or not rebels uh ahsoka stuff uh next week so uh, yeah, for sure. So I guess uh, anything else you want to hit before we get on it? No, no, I think that's it. Let's uh, let's jump into some Freemaker. All time. right. All right, we're talking some Freemakers and Peril on Kashyyyk. And we talked about this briefly just before we started. Like This, this show has been... Uh, surprising us on every episode and this one kind of was it wasn't our favorite like it was just a basic story and it was they had some funny parts for me it was all this episode revolved around uh lieutenant commander um oh shit i'm drawing a blank on his name right come on i just had it uh durbin durbin Durbin, yeah lieutenant commander durbin and and his uh you know his officer yeah Uh, those two 
had some great stuff going on. Let's just go with from the beginning. They, they uh, they're back on the wheel, Mike, and they're yep. playing. Uh, they're playing some hollow chess, or I guess Dejaric, if you want to be uh, precise on on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and it's funny because they're using, if you look closely, they're using a Rancor and a and a Nexu. So they're kind of mixing. It's kind of fun, like a mix of the old and the new trilogies, the prequel trilogy and the old stuff, and seeing yeah. those two fight on the hollow chess board. Uh, they're worried about some. Of course, Cordy's worried about money, and the other two are just having a great old time playing chess. They they kind of don't have to worry about that stuff. It seems like the mom's always or the mother figure is the one that's always worried about money and how they're yeah. going to pay this and that. So that's how that started, and and we get the uh, introduction of Ignacio uh, Wartan, I believe his name. He's a uh, I think was he a Twilight, right? Uh yes, yeah. Okay, yeah. And he wants this fancy dashboard for his yeah, tricked he, out vehicle, he's, right? He's got to get that <laughs> that Rocher Wood dash, yeah, uh, straight from Kashyyyk, which would not be a big deal under any of them other circumstances, except for the fact that Kashyyyk is currently under imperial occupation. Yes, um, and uh, and and they've got the uh, the the local Wookies on Kashyyyk, the native Wookies, all I I. What do you what, uh, enslaved, right? Mm-hmm. right. Um, but yeah, I th- I think you're right. You know, the the real focus of this episode, the uh, the best part of it, is uh, is is uh, Durbin, and uh, of course that is because Durbin is voiced by yeah. the incomparable Richard Kind. <laughs> yeah, is that great? I you know like I I keep being a, more and more astounded at how great this voice cast is like they keep bringing people in and i part of me is so tempted i want to like look ahead and see what we have to look forward to but the other part of me is like nope don't do it yeah just be surprised (laughs) yeah just be surprised at who else is going to show up you know we were surprised when lando showed up uh i i was very surprised by this this voice casting um but it was perfect it was so perfect i can't imagine this character being voiced by anybody else uh, Richard Kind just has that perfect mix of he's kind of snivelly, mm-hmm. you know, I I kind of that kind of that suck up sort of thing, but but also like like really sleazy, mm-hmm. and then also just that little tiny uh-huh. hint, that little tiny hint of power, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's not it's not as apparent in this. Um, it, he's done some other stuff in the past where where that where he's got that just that that little bit of darkness that that is so great. Um, in this, it, it 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 manifests itself as more of that sort of used car salesman sort of thing. Um, and his whole his whole philosophy on like just never do anything and nothing will ever happen <laughs> is yeah. Man, I I just you know anybody who's worked in a in a corporate setting can uh, can attest to uh, to these types of people, and uh, I, you know I I've I have worked for I may even be currently working for uh, people like this, and uh, and you know uh, it 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 was funny to see it within the imperial scheme mm-hmm. of things, right? Sort yeah. of in that in that imperial setting. Yeah, um, this is a guy that just wants to go completely unnoticed no promotion no demotion he's perfectly happy with his station in life i uh, and no news is good news right yeah yeah 
that's exactly what I got Ivan. It was kind of like the first time we see these two. Uh, they're on the, you know, they're on one of the one of the star destroyers, and the first conversation. Well, I just I had to write it down because I wanted to talk about it, just like you're talking about. It, it was like one of the highlights of the episode, and and here's just a quick, quick, quick uh, taste of what they said. Nothing is happening anywhere at all, which is just how I like it, Lieutenant Plume Striker. If nothing happens, then nothing can go wrong. But how will we ever get promoted? Promoted? First rule of Imperial officer survival. Do nothing. Why do you think I let the Trandoshans run our prison down there on Kashyyyk? They take all the risks, and I get to keep my head and neck down. Sir, a shuttle is entering the sector from hyperspace. And here's the, here's the reason why I like it so much is because this is so funny because when you're watching these Star Wars movies and you see all these guys, you know, think about Captain Nita, think about Admiral Ozzel, and it's almost like Lieutenant Commander Durbin here maybe learned from that. Like, you know, if we do too much, like you said, Mike, if you do too much, you get noticed, and it, if you mess up, you're going to get killed. So let's just hang out here, do nothing, and just pretend like, you know, it's like, you know, we're doing Empire stuff here. Empire stuff, you know, I can't remember which one it was. I think it was uh, Robot Chicken or whatever. Empire stuff, we're just doing Empire stuff. So, they're, you know, it's like, stay out of the way. Let's just hang up here, out up here, and just everything's fine. There's nothing going on, and that's the way I want it. And you think that in these Star Wars movies, that all these admirals that have to answer to Vader and the Emperor, they got to be thinking all the same thing. You know, like, now every time I watch... Star Wars or Return of the Jedi Empire, when you see these kind of the admirals and stuff doing that, you're, you're going to think of this right here, like, oh man, we just shouldn't do anything because we're going to, and it and it plays out so well at the end of the end yeah. of this um, movie to, or end of the show. Yeah. So I just love that, you know, nothing happening anywhere, and that's yeah. just the way I want it. You, know, you talk about Richard Kind. Um, some of the older older listeners might know him from a show called uh, I think it was Sin City or Spin City. Spin City, yeah. Spin City, yeah, with Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Uh, that was cool, and then of course he's done animated stuff with Bugs Life, and I think he was in Inside Out as well. He was, uh, wasn't he the the uh, elephant or something? Yeah, like that? yeah, and, he's the imaginary friend character. In, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so he definitely not not new to uh, this kind of thing. But yeah, you said it well. Every, and it's so instantly recognizable that voice, like right when you hear, it, you're like, oh, that's that's what you're kind. And he has that great way, like you said, of being kind of creepy and comedy and fun, and and sometimes. If he has to be serious, he can do that too. So that was a, one of the highlights for me, like you said, Mike, was these two and and what they did throughout this episode. So from there, let's see, where else they go from there? Uh, let's see. Oh, the shuttle coming out of hyperspace. That was kind of funny when they come out and it kind of just disintegrate, you know, just breaks apart. Like you would think that that's kind of how it would be coming out of hyperspace because you, you come to a complete stop almost. It almost seems that way. And they're kind of making fun of that, like, you're coming out of hyperspace and your ship just like falls apart so that was kind of funny yeah well um, yeah uh cordy has this plan it's so funny because most episodes what what we get is is xander and uh and rowan wanting to go on an adventure or going on an adventure even though they shouldn't be and cordy is the one saying no 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 this is dangerous this is this is too risky no we can't do that right <laughs> but in this episode it's flipped where rowan and xander are constantly like are you sure this is worth it but but cordy sees credits 
Uh, she's got credits in her eyes, and and so she's got to get that Rocher wood. Um, yeah, yeah. So she, yeah, she decides like she's gonna disguise the the Freemaker shuttle as uh, as a, as an Imperial shuttle, and as they come out of hyperspace, all the pieces come off, which <laughs> only works in in Lego, right? Like yeah, right, right. It's yeah. a it's a it's a story. And I think it's one of the things that's the most fun about Freemaker Adventures is that they are telling stories in a way that can only be told because of the fact that it is Lego. So, yeah. um, so yeah, the, 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 the pieces all come, come crashing off and then they gotta, they gotta evade and they end up crashing or not crashing or I guess just making their way down to, yeah, to Kashyyyk. Yeah. They have this funny little exchange with TIE fighters, uh, and the shuttle, and it's kind of funny because they show a, a perspective of an officer kind of looking through the window, and he's just watching it go back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> it's kind of it's like he's yeah. watching a tennis match or something. Like that's all you can do in there because you really can't do anything else except watch these two go back and forth. But the the breaking of the shuttle reminds me too. Like I've I have some, you know I have little kids and they love Legos, and I've I've built dozens and dozens of Legos over the last eighteen years, and. It kind of it's kind of funny because I think about it and like yeah it happens to me because every time I build a Lego and I the kids are playing with it no doubt that after a few minutes parts are starting to fly off you know yeah. things are breaking off and wings are falling off and it's unless you put these dang things like they are now on a shelf in the room and you put it real high to where it's just displayed uh, they'll be fine but as soon as you grab that thing those things are so fragile especially like the big ones like I have the giant X wing the the I want to say at least two or three thousand piece X-wing, the really big one. It's yeah. like almost two feet long. That thing is is so heavy. Uh, oh, geez, got some dogs going crazy here. Uh, but it's so it's so heavy, and it's it just weighs so much that you pick that thing up, and it just you kind of feel like the wings starting to bend, like it's just so heavy. So yeah, uh, it's just kind of funny. I want to watch these Lego shows, and I mean, anytime they break apart, it's like, oh yeah, that's that's me building Legos and playing with my kids with Legos. So uh, from there we go to actually they get on Kashyyyk, right? They actually make it through the blockade. They do, yeah, yeah. They make it down to the planet, and they run into some Wookies, and uh, and and we think, oh no, that we're in trouble. And the whole time, the whole time, uh, Roger is like, is like, oh, these Wookiees are dangerous. They'll just rip arms off. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. he, he, so he's sort of intimating that that's how he lost that one arm. That's, that's a different color. Um, yeah. And I, uh, I, oh, we kind of skipped over the whole thing that they, that they refused, uh, Cordy refused to get an RA7 protocol droid in order to, uh, Oh, speak in, in order yeah. to translate. So Rowan's been, it's I, it's like a running joke throughout it. Rowan is is trying to speak Wookie, and he's pretty good actually. He was, you know, I was just gonna say like the kid, the voice actor is like he's a little kid, but he's. Yeah. I was like, this is pretty good, you know. Yeah, and he's actually like translating somewhat accurately, and um, yeah. it's uh, it was it was a pretty good joke throughout the whole thing. But yeah. they uh, they run into some some Wookies. Uh, and uh, and and end up making a deal um, that they uh, they will free Chief Adabura's son Tantara from mm-hmm. the Trandoshans in exchange for the Rosherwood. So Rosherwood, yeah. So now we gotta we gotta break into the prison. It's a it's a prison break episode. Um, so 
they do. I mean, like it's it's pretty straightforward. They manage yeah, to yeah. to break in by pretending like they have to deliver this this console, this Rocherwood <laughs> console, yeah. Um, yeah. and uh, and and they get in. Um, but Rowan senses something on their way in, um, and as he does, they 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 find uh, Tantara, who they think at first is a princess, but it turns out that. Tantar is actually a prince, and that that's one He's of a prince, yeah. <laughs> one of Rowan's uh, funny miscommunications. Right, um, right. But they 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 rescue Tantara, uh, but then on their way out, the, uh, Rowan like they're they're free and clear, right? Like they can get out of there. Oh and, yeah, yeah, and everything, and the Wookies are are attacking the 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 prison and all that, but then. Rowan realizes that that the thing that he sensed was was one of the kyber crystals. Got a kyber crystal, yep. So they got to go back, and they go back, and they find out that there's a Trandoshan statue. <laughs> yeah. That has a kyber crystal in one of the eyes. So uh, they they they're you know they're eventually caught trying to get this, and you know all this stuff happens. My favorite part of this sequence is when the the Trandoshan statue is destroyed even though it's like it looks like it's basically like a giant minifigure when it gets destroyed it breaks apart into Lego bricks right not into oh, like right. actual like right. individual bricks but there are like brick pieces to it so I thought that was a really cool touch that there's some element to to this Lego world that even the larger items that don't look like they're made of Lego, mm-hmm. sorry, excuse me, they are made of Lego, right? If you break them down into their into their uh, base pieces, which I thought was really cool. I thought that was kind of a cool visual gag. Um, that uh, I don't know, you kind of have to be paying a little bit of close attention to to notice it, but but I thought that was really fun. Um, yeah, for sure. And there's some great there's some great uh, I sort of comedic slapstick action going on and and uh it's really fun um the other thing that i noticed is that you know this is a kid's show and as a result our heroes they are neither empire or rebel right Mm -hmm. um the 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 what's their ship called the Star Scavenger, yeah, I think that's Is that what it's it? called. Yeah, um, it yeah, does have weapons. There you go. It does have weapons, but it also like they they don't really they never intentionally fire on anybody, and the our heroes don't carry weapons, which is very odd in the Star Wars universe, yeah, right? True, true. Everybody's carrying a blaster in Star Wars. It's the Wild West, right? Um, some everybody's always got a weapon of some sort, but these three characters they don't carry weapons, and you see that in these fights. So there are other characters who battle, right? Uh, the Wookiees battle, the Trandoshans battle, the Imperials battle, the Rebels battle. They all have weapons, but our heroes don't. They're just and, ducking, yeah. Yeah, and it took me five episodes to catch on to that, and that's a that's a very unique writing challenge, I think, to have to write these characters. Um, and they can incidentally interact with with their enemies by you know they knock something over and knocking that over ends up 
you know, uh, uh, defeating the bad guys. Mm-hmm. But but they don't they don't actively attack, and and you know I think that you know the big biggest part of that is that it is a kids show, but it's this different perspective on Star Wars, and I think it, there are these things that people are just missing. You know, I've heard some other people. That, yeah. I've heard some other people talk about Freemaker, uh, the Freemaker Adventures recently on podcasts, and and I, it's it's kind of driving me nuts because I do think that a lot of Star Wars fans are dismissing it. I think that they're just sort of casting it aside as more of these Star Wars shorts, and that's not what the Freemaker Adventures are. I think that Freemaker is playing very fast and loose with the rules of Star Wars. But that they are creating a canon story. Mm-hmm. This interpretation is not the canon interpretation. But these we've talked about it before. These characters are characters in the Star Wars galaxy. They exist. They exist. They're part right. of the continuity. And and I will I will fight people on this fact now. Because they are they are coexisting in the galaxy with these other characters and they're creating scenarios that lead to stories in the continuity. Um, and and I think that they're important stories. So yeah, you can kind of take it for what it is, but yeah. uh, I I think it's I think it's foolish to dismiss it. I think it's very foolish to dismiss it. Uh, this show has a lot more going for it than against it. Mm-hmm. Even in an episode like this where we talk, you know, um, before we started recording, we kind of discussed it. And and uh, this episode's a little bit of a dud for me. It had some fun moments in it, but compared to the, the strengths of some of the previous episodes, this one just, it just didn't quite hit the highs that some of those previous ones did. Right, right. Right. And that's fine, you know. There's gonna be there's gonna be peaks and valleys. Um, it was still a fun episode. It just didn't have it just didn't have that thing that I think the the last two episodes definitely had for me. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely the 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 Minds of Grabala episode really really stands out for me. But mm-hmm. um, and and you know there was a lot of fun to be had in the Lost Treasure of Cloud City. But and and you know maybe moving forward we'll get some of that back and I think that we will. But I yeah. uh, but this episode was kind of I uh, it almost felt like this was this was I know that we did end up finding a kyber crystal by the end and then you know they went back and the the wood panel got destroyed because as they were going back to the sorry excuse me I've got like the hiccups or something <laughs> um, I sneezed earlier and now I've got these weird hiccups. Uh, I think it's because my blood sugar is low, but I, uh, I, they, they're going back to the ship, and as they are, they get intercepted by some Imperials, and uh, or were they Transoceans? Transoceans, yeah. Yeah, and in order to defeat them, Cordy has to sacrifice the wood panel, and uh, and and you know she saves her brothers, and foregoes the uh, the 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 payday, mm-hmm. but. Uh, you know, it, it is what it is, right? I, I, and and they they get back to the wheel, and and uh, unfortunately, I uh, what's this guy's name? Ignacio. Yeah, Ignacio. Ignacio, yeah. Ignacio is not interested in a broken Rocher wood panel. Um, I, you know, I, but 
that Rocher Wood's expensive, I think that they still could have salvaged it for something else. Yeah, I know. But, it's a, uh, a surprise, yeah. You know, it's a kid's show, so we're not going to get that yeah. deep into it. But yeah. but I'm going to choose to believe that they managed to sell that and pay the rent yeah. with that money. But, um, but yeah, it, th- that's basically how the episode ends. Um, and, uh, and, and we get that little bit with Darth Vader and, and the Emperor and Durpin gets, uh, gets promoted. And I, this is one of the, the through lines throughout this series so far is that the Freemakers everywhere they go, they are accidentally picking up enemies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. I, I, Grabala and Dengar and... I and and uh, now I, yeah. Durpin, yeah, like they are, they are very quickly amassing a rogues gallery throughout the galaxy. For sure, to the point sure. where I think by the end of this, they're not going to be able to go near a civilized star system. But uh, yeah, there's going to be a few bounties on their head. But yeah, uh, yeah. Well, you mentioned this very the very end scene here was like the coda or the after credit scene where you get. Uh, the promotion so and uh, it's pretty funny check it out point. i'd like to reiterate that none should be pointed at me you have failed us for the last time lieutenant commander durbin because you had to rely on those incompetent transducers to get the job done no wonder you failed you need more men and more ships that's how you prevent failure and with all that responsibility comes a promotion oh no congratulations general durbin i'll be keeping my eye on you so that's the way it ended and and you know it's kind of funny that the book ending of of these characters and uh, how at first he's talking about it, they don't want to be noticed and now the ultimate he's he's been promoted and he should have been choked out but no it totally went different and he's blaming the transdotions which of course the emperor would never do that and Vader would never do that they would these guys would have been choked in a heartbeat but uh totally funny thing about them getting promoted and yeah. exactly what they didn't want so and just funny too the the transdotions were or i guess one of them or maybe all of them i don't know uh d bradley baker of course we all know him yeah. as, as as rex and all that he was actually in this episode as well doing the transdotion stuff so that was cool yeah like you said mike not you know obviously we didn't think it was the the best episode of this series but it had like i said it had these these two which was a high point in the, in the bookends of this particular thing and you know i never noticed that when you said the the freemakers they don't use weapons it's like it just dawned on me like you're right like this whole episode even this episode they were ducking and they were uh, hiding behind things and taking cover and the only time they ever used a weapon was something that they that they had a this a weapon of opportunity which was like the wood at the time and yeah. and, and things like that so it's interesting uh thing you pointed out that i didn't even recognize but um that was a good catch by you but yeah it was it was a it was a fine episode like i said my favorite parts were lieutenant or i guess he's what is he now he's a he's a general he, now he's a general now <laughs> general Durpin now so um Maybe we'll see him again. You never know with some of these characters. Well, we might be seeing them again uh, later on the, down in the series. So I guess that's going to do it for uh, for this episode, though, Mike. Man. Yeah, I think that's it. I yeah. thank you guys for listening. I, uh, we're going to be back next week. And actually, we will be back next week with a double episode. Yes. Um, 
we originally we thought this was going to be an eight episode series, but it turns out that there's going to be thirteen. So, um, in order to kind of keep this uh, tight, like we were planning, we're going to do a couple of double episodes. Um, mm-hmm. So we will come back next week with a double episode. The week after that, I believe we're going to be planning a single episode because we might have something special for you on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, we'll come back with another double episode followed by a, a final double episode. So um, we're gonna kind of we're gonna kind of move through it a little bit quicker, but there probably won't be as much news to talk about in the right. next little while. Um, right. Because we really want to, we want to, we want to wrap things up with Freemaker uh, in advance of of Rebels coming back, and we don't actually have a date yet, I believe. Um, but you know, I suspect it'll be sometime mid October. Uh, yeah, I think like, that that's pretty consistently. Yeah, when this roughly a couple months away. So yeah, yeah so right so we don't have a ton of time. So we are going to we are going to compress the season just a little tiny bit. But uh, but you know, you can look forward to that. Uh, next week, um, we're, it, when I say compress, you know that just means we're, we're going to give you probably slightly longer episodes. Um, we're not going to we're not going to uh, uh, scrimp on on the actual analysis itself. We're gonna we're gonna treat it with the same uh, care and attention we have previously. We're just going to do two episodes at a time. So right. yeah. um, so that's something to look forward to, and I. I but that's it for this week. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, as always, you can stay up to date with all the latest Star Wars Rebels news by heading to rebelspodcast.com, where Tim keeps you up to date with everything you need to know. You can also head to uh, facebook.com slash rebelspodcast uh, to follow us there, as well as uh, you can follow us on Twitter at rebelspodcast. You can follow me personally on Twitter. I'm at arkwolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F. And you can follow Matt at the Crankster. That's Crankster with a K. Yes. Um, of it. course, we are also a part of the the Thunderquack Podcast Network. And if you enjoy this podcast, you should head over to thunderquack.com to check out the rest of our podcasts. Uh, we got some good stuff over there for you to check out. Uh, obviously, right now, uh, Tim and Kyle have a lot to talk about mm-hmm. in the Star yeah. Wars realm. Yes. Um, over on Star Wars, the saga continues, so you can check that out and hear what they have to say about uh, about everything that we talked about tonight. Yeah, so yeah. I, I check that out. Um, you can also, uh, if you enjoy our podcast, you can support us over at uh, patreon.com slash thunderquack and, uh, and get some cool perks along with that. You get some exclusive podcasts, you get some... Uh, some uh, uh, exclusive access to us, your Thunderquack podcast hosts. Um, and you can do that by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack and chipping in. Uh, as little as a dollar, we'll start getting your rewards. So so check that out. It helps us uh, pay for the podcasts and keep the mics on. So uh, we appreciate everybody who does that. Thank you very much to everybody who supports us over on Patreon. Yeah, no We doubt. couldn't do it without you, so yeah. mm-hmm. um, thank you very much. Uh, but that's it for this week, and uh, we will be back next week to talk the episodes Crossing Paths and Race on Tatooine. Uh, thanks for listening. We will see you next week. See you everybody next week.